When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. A good, happy, late, late evening. Uh, welcome to another Touchline Hotspur slash New Spurs Order podcast. Brought to you under the Touchline Fracker banner. Uh, joined late night tonight by Tops, fresh from the Passos de Ferrer game. Brother, how are you and how is your knee? Uh, thank you, Owen. Um, good evening, brother. I'm doing well, doing well. Um, everything is okay. My end, the knee is uh, improving. Got the cast off today, so I'm feeling a bit more positive. Um, and I was hobbling around uh, Hot Spur, White Hot Lane today um, for the evening game. So, yeah, definitely in, in better moods than I've been. All's well, all's well. And yes, I nice have as well. <laughs> I normally notice the trims as well, but this time I didn't. I wasn't looking at the beard because I get too jealous when I, when I look at beards, to be honest. So yeah, I, just, I, I just decided that has to be a bit of a fresher look uh, whilst I'm at home for a little bit. Let it regrow again. So here we are. Yeah, man, there's not really much to do when you're uh, isolated and having to recover from uh, knee surgery. But it is what it is. <laughs> at least you get to pick your legs up at the W Hotel, right? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So shameless, just bragging about a win in the UEFA Conference League. But this is what we've come to. The pass <laughs> on the court. A qualifier as well, which uh, we we were fresh off of one nil loss in the first leg. Um, shockingly enough, 
more of our senior players were worse in that game than the, the youngsters we actually fielded. But, you know, we moved, we got to the home leg tonight. And um, we have uh, we had Harry McCain ended up staying. He announced it earlier in the, uh, in the week. I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before at the time of recording. But, yeah, he announced he's at least staying over the summer. Um, Shout-outs to Neville and Charlie Kane and the front page of The Sun. You know you tried. And um, the whole of the but... Sky Sports media. Yeah, they can all fuck off. <laughs> it is mental that we actually ended up forcing ourselves into the position of keeping him anyway through poor poor squad planning. But, you know, it worked out all right. And uh, yeah. Harry Kane's probably going to get a nice, juicy new contract. Oh, Whether or not he gets a release game. clause on it, like, <laughs> who knows? He's just, getting forged bags. Just for good measure. Eh? Only we can... Uh, keep a player who doesn't want to be there and give him give him more money for it. Eh? Bloody hell. Man, as long as he gets his 400 bags a week without us having to do another announcement video and for him to then just flop and not score <laughs> for a long, long time. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, man. So, yeah, as long as we do that, or as long as we don't do that, then I'm happy. But, you know, we move on to the... Uh, <laughs> I was talking about Aubameyang, AJV1, uh, actually. But yeah, Granite Jacker as well. Granite Jacker wishes he was on 400 bags. Um, I don't know what he's on currently, but it's, it's, too, it's too much. It's too much. But we ended up um, playing that game tonight. Uh, Tops, what did you think of the lineup compared to what it was from the first leg? You know what? It was, it was, it was as expected. Um, in the scheme of things, we had to make sure that we just got the, got the win at home. Um, in order to for us to get in through to the the main competition, um, obviously it was very inexperienced in the first leg, but um, we had to just bring a couple of the first teamers just to put a little bit of fear in them um, as they come to this new stadium, this big new stadium, and play in front of all these fans, um, and and it worked. You know, we we got the result, which is the main thing, and um, all the main guys you know did their bit and managed to get Kane off as well after about 50 or 65 minutes on this. So, yeah, happy, happy Yeah, he got some fun minutes. I was pleasantly surprised to see him start. Obviously, he needs the minutes. He's typically what I would call a kind of slow starter when it comes to getting that match fitness. Um, yeah. He um, For the rest of the lineup, we start with, uh, I think it was Golini. Then we had number two. He's back to having his name not being read out. Bless him. Uh, Christian Romero got another run out. Into it, Eric Dia, uh, Ben Davis, then Cess, Lacelso, my number eight, and Brian Hill, Mora, yeah. and Captain Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I only saw the first half. I don't have a Premier Sports subscription. So when I was watching my stream, it ended up bugging out and I couldn't be, get back into it without getting hacked by the FBI or just the virus in general. So what would you make of that uh, first half, especially uh, a certain someone I felt impressed? But, you know, what did you make of it? Um, it, was a, it was a good first half. Like, it, you know, I'm unreal in that the first, like, 10 or 15 seconds of the game, um, it was a lofted pass in behind and Kane's touch was unbelievable and he's tried to put it in the top corner and it's just just gone wide before people it even sat down so it kind of gave him the feeling that okay we were really we we're really going to be into it um the first half I thought we were very active I thought we um were extremely lively um 
lots of nice combinations on the flanks um, with number two and Lucas. Lucas, again, kind of impressed. Um, super, super impressed with uh, Brian Hill today. He, I think he almost looked like he was taking up the eight position or the ten position, sorry. Um, mm. I thought he was very industrious in there, like very good on the ball, very lively, um, you know, brought a lot of players with him to kind of draw fouls and um, draw players away from positions. Um, looked rapid, in my opinion, you know, got in behind a couple of times and um, he was able to set up actually the uh, the first goal um, for Kane, which was um, which was good. Um, Lucas, again, as I said, he, you know, he does seem to have a job to do under um, uh, Nuno Espirito Santos, Santo. Uh, and he played quite well. You know, he's got this this knack about him of driving with the ball. Um, I know he does it sometimes aimlessly, but there's a lot of times where he does it, takes players with him, and he's making the right decisions in, in dropping it off or taking people on, um, which I quite liked. And then Kane as well, you know, as clinical as he is. I know it's against um, basically a bunch of farmers, but um, clinical as ever, put the two chances that, that came his way um, away quite easily. So... Going to the, going into the first half, um, two 0 up. I mean, probably could have been more to be honest. We had a lot of chances. Hit the post. Um, keeper pulled a couple of saves. Yeah, we looked good. Second half, maybe not so much, but I think maybe the changes made a difference. Um, and as well, they obviously being the inferior side, you know, they realised that in order for them to get anything out of it, they had to really just basically stop us from playing, which they basically started using fouling tactics um, in order to kind of break up and mm. just make, make the play kind of stop start which I think ended up with them getting four or five yellow cards in the game as well so. yeah as it was quite enjoyable to watch to be honest because I, I was quite confident we would win like I'm not gonna lie I didn't really care too much before before the draw was even made or about the competition in general but you know, it does allow some of these fringe players to get their minutes. Obviously, Kane looked sharp. Um, there was one player who particularly confused me, though, because you've got a man who's playing in midfield. He's supposed to have ability. We've we've paid quite a bit of money for him. But then in midfield, you've got Hill showing for the ball more, controlling the game better. You've got Kane dropping deeper to kind of get hold of the ball than Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, honestly, I know he got his goal and it was a weird free kick. The keeper was, was poor. But what would you say his general performance was like? Because I was confused. I didn't even know what his role was, where he was playing. So, so last like, week, I, I, gave, I, gave Winks, <laughs> I, I gave Winks a bit of a, a bit of a rollicking. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think today Winks was... Better. Unjustified, by the way. <laughs> I still think like Wink, Winks lacks physically. And I feel like games like today is perfect for him. He's going to get a lot of touches on the ball. He's going to recycle it and he's going to do what we know he's capable of doing, which is fine. But the one thing that always gets me is that his ability to physically impose it, impose himself in a game. And because he's not physically imposing, he often finds himself in positions where he just gets absolutely beasted. Um, and I, get, I imagine against more physical, more, more robust, more sort of um, inventive players in midfield, he's going to get his, he's going to get his ass handed to him. But, Today, I thought he played well. And you know, similarly, I thought, as I've mentioned, I brought Brian Hill looked looked great at times. Um, as you said, reaching, you know, coming coming for the ball quite a lot, reaching 
um, out into different areas of areas of the field, especially in the final third. But Lachelso today, just everything that I said about him last week, just speak on him. It's, it's just driving, crazy. It's just driving home like how disappointing he's being as a player. Like today, the word I would use to describe him is just pedestrian. Like everything about his game was just so lacklustre in. In his press, it was lackluster. When he had the ball in decent areas, he wasn't really making anything happen. You know, it was very all kind of laboured. Um, you know, admittedly, he got his goal after not particularly playing well. I was quite surprised he stayed on for the time he did. Um, mm. And I felt like because of the kind of player he is, I still don't really know what his best position is. Is he a ten? Is he like a? Is he a creative? Eight is he a creative six? I I still don't really know, and I'm really kind of unsure why we're persisting playing him in the way that we're playing him because I don't know what his best role. Like I've been reading loads of players are saying that his best role is as an attacking eight who is a goal threat. I'm not seeing any of that, man. I I, I was really disappointed with him today, to be honest with you, because his performance at ten was completely stark difference to what Brian Hill's performance was at 10 mm. in the first half, which was which was very good. I thought Brian Hill was very good in the first half, but today, the Chelsea, I don't know. I, I still can't work it out. And for us to spend the money that we've spent, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on why he isn't playing. Even like, you know, when we had the lockdown happen and he came back, he looked kind of looked like he had like a bit of bite to him. He looked a bit tenacious, was really trying to drive the side forward but at the moment everything just about about him seems so laboured so pedestrian like there's no and I feel like where where he's playing now I think it's such an important position because if we're going to have people like Winks in the midfield Winks will happily sit a bit deeper and you're going to have a Brian Hill who's going to be a bit more advanced I want someone who's quite not only combative in that sort of box to box sort of role but also someone who's happy to get on the ball and try and affect the game in some sort of attacking sense. Wink, wink, Frank Kessie. But please, if I look at the kind of player that Lachelso is, I don't, I, I don't know. Like you, you tell me. What do you think his best attributes are? Because I'm, I'm really quite with the Celso. I feel like they're supposed to be. Like I feel like he's quite press resistant. He's good at taking on players and carrying the ball. It, he just lacks in the decision making. Like he's quite capable of beating one or two players, committing uh, opposition players, and taking them out of the game. Mm-hmm. But it's just once he actually, you know, gets free of that, does he do a, a bit of a Lucas Mora, or does he actually release the ball, find the right pass? Yeah. Um, but I didn't even see that today. Like normally, I would like to see him come in a bit deeper collect the ball, maybe get it on a half turn and then see if he can pick a little dribble out or not. Because I don't think he's going to turn around and spray it like one-two touch. He's not really that type of player, but picking it up and driving with the ball, potentially linking up with Hill and Kane higher up the pitch mm-hmm. would have been more ideal. But I didn't really even see that from him, apart from, I guess, maybe the second goal, which he ended up capitalising on yeah. what was a mistake by the Passos keeper. Yeah, and, and he was... tried to juggle it, and he managed to get out his feet. He juggled it quite well, got the yeah. shot off, but it got blocked. And Kane, you know, he got the rebound. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I didn't really see those kind of facets of his game, which he are usually quite strong. And all all of his strong points in his game, I saw in Brian Hill in that performance, and not 
the Celso. So, yeah, I mean, the lights are running, man, because I feel like Nuno as well, where I feel like he is more of an attacking kind of eight, I think Nuno kind of sees him based on the minutes he's given him in the league as part of a front three, which I think is an indictment of, you know, what his qualities are supposed to be as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just screams to me that he doesn't trust him in that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can totally agree with that. Like, it was funny as well because when I watch his performances, like, all the all the really good things that Brian Hill was doing, I was hoping that maybe in the second half, when Hoybier comes in, playing next to Winks, that that would push him on to do so. But none of these things he, he was managing to none, none of these things he was managing to do. So I was a bit like, oh, what do we really have then? You know, I, I these are the shouts from the comment from Gogeta One. Um, Lamella 2.0. I didn't want to believe it when people were saying this this time last year, but my word, it's looking scary. It's looking scary. There was another player as well I wanted to touch upon because on last week's pod, mm-hmm. Yao called another player down, a lovely castmate. Oh, yeah, Yao. he cooked him, he cooked him, he cooked him. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He cooked Cess. And I was like, okay, this guy's <sighs> just had his first game back from preseason. Uh, not even preseason. This is his first game of what would be his preseason, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not playing football, so I was just like, okay, I can, I can, I can excuse him not being completely match fit, and uh, he kind of came in again today. Like, what would you make of his performance? Because Nuno kind of made a point in his press conference, even though he wasn't directly asked about Cess, he was kind of like, oh, I don't think he showed himself out to have a good game kind of just said like there's a lot more to come from him but and i didn't really see it tonight but what would what would you say you saw from him yeah honestly like um my boy that i went with tonight we both said exactly the same thing like opportunities for this guy to kind of impress you have not seen that many minutes of him but he's come back on loan and you kind of want to just get a feel of what kind of a player he is and honestly it was it was a lot of nothing, if I'm honest with you. It was a lot of nothing. Um, I'm looking at him and thinking, okay, are you quick? Can you get him behind? Can you take a man on? Can you find an inside pass and maybe feed 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 the strikers in a way that you can support them? And mm-hmm. honestly, it just... You know what? When I was watching the game today, I just kept thinking of your of Yao's comments, just thinking how suspect <laughs> this guy looks. Like it just so many different things. I was thinking, God, he should do better there. God, that should be a better pass. God, he should beat the man there. Uh, I, I'm not really sure what to make of it because I feel like yeah, he's a young player still, and maybe his confidence is is a bit on the low side. Um, fitness might be an issue, but even then, when he come off as well, you could just see that he didn't look particularly happy. Um, yeah, I, I there was a moment. There was a moment in the first half which I saw, and uh, Hill uh, went to receive it in the half turn, but he had his back to Sessignon. He went to release it to Sess, but Sess had already run offside, even though Hill had his back to him with the ball. And it was just like, why did you make that run if he, he's got his back to you? Like it's not, it's not going to come to you like that unless he plays some outrageous kind of Pogba no look pass which even he wouldn't be able to do facing the complete other way. It would have just been impossible on his left foot. So, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. He's definitely not match fit. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it kind of works out for him because I, I still do have um, pretty high hopes in him. I felt like he would probably end up 
thriving in what could have been perhaps uh, a lopsided kind of fullback system or a three at the back, and he can just play wing back and get the license to roam and get forward. But yeah, like even even the twenty minutes that Stephen Bird Bird run played today, I would say was more impressive than the 60, 65 minutes than that Cess played today. You know, I, I saw I saw Bergeron try and dribble, try and take on his man, beat his man a couple of times, try and get it into him. Mm. And you would think, oh, well, Cess, you're naturally left-footed. You are on your natural side. Surely these things be, should come naturally to you. But today just didn't really, it couldn't build any momentum in his play. Um, wasn't really linking well. And, you know, I mean, even like his ability to get in behind, I didn't see any of that today from him. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit baffled as to where we go with him. I, I don't know. I feel maybe just get some fitness, and maybe the Europa Conference League is the kind of is the kind of tournament that we're going to be able to get him to be playing mm. confidence and his fitness up. You know, I know, and I feel like there's a spot there for him as well. Like, um, we're going to go right onto it because. I felt like Regulon, uh, Regulon in the in the Wolves game was particularly shaky. I felt like people were saying, in the most part, that he had a good game, but against Wolves, for me, um, Regulon didn't fill me with confidence at all. He was constantly getting caught out of position, constantly getting beaten by Trincao, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you're having this bad of a game, and the Dharma isn't even playing on your side. Like I would understand it if it was a Dharma Traore kind of giving you the runaround, but. You know, I feel like Trinkel's a decent player, but you can't be getting beaten and caught out by these crossfield balls this often. He looked like he was on the edge completely. But anyway, um, we'll get on to the Wolves game because that pass off swing was light. It was expected. Mm-hmm. Kane got his brace. Mm-hmm. Fair play. He's back. Um, but before he actually announced that he was staying, uh, he was announced as part of the squad for the Wolves game. Um was you confident going into Wolves away, first of all? Because I, I wasn't expecting a was win whatsoever. I going into Wolves away? Um, I thought we would win because we have always played kind of well there. Well, we've not always mm. won there. We've always won there. We've always got a result there. <laughs> I don't know how, but we've always managed to get a result. And it's weird because... Every time that we get a result there, the performance is exactly the same. It's exactly mm. the same. We score maybe an early goal and we just get pumped. We get packed in for the, <laughs> for the remainder of the match. And it's just uh, Jimenez, Moutinho, Neves, Traore just packing us in one by one before they, you know, we kind of hold on and stretch for a decent away win and fuck off back to London. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like I feel like the last three or so years, we've yeah. just been piped, porked, like the rest of it. Uh, but we still, we don't really seem to lose there. Um, it's weird. We had an unchanged team from the win against City. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Tanganga retained his spot in the team. Um, Obviously, expecting Traore to be his direct opponent playing on the left. Um, man, that first half performance though. Um, I thought like we actually started off well. I was concerned for Delhi getting overran and um, whatever else, but 
without really necessarily even like, applying a high press, Ruben Neves played a loose ball. I think it was to Reguilón. Um, if not, we ended up just building play from there. Reguilón slid Delhi in from a well-timed run. He won the penalty and put us 1-0 up. Yeah. Um, good start, first 10 minutes. You can't really gauge a game on that. But how would you say our performance kind of went after we went 1-0 up? Because it was a theme all last season. Yeah. Where we'd go one nil up and then we'd park the bus, not really be proactive in our game whatsoever so to again, get a second goal to attack. Like how would you feel it went? Was there shades of uh there the, were, yes, the, the park dino. in the bus one? Yeah, there was, yeah. There were there were shades of, of, of the dino in there just because um like imagine us, you know, imagine us sitting here and saying that our midfield was getting overrun by Matinho and Neves. I just, I, I, I can't understand it. I don't know, like, um, one thing I do know is that although we are persisting with this potential second striker with Son, it clearly, like, in some games, it just doesn't work because the ability for Son to play with his back to goal is very limited. The ability for, for Son to play as that front, that lone front man, is very very limited um so everything that is going up there is coming straight back i felt like the type of profile of midfielder we had in that game made it very difficult for us to get out um we didn't have any true ball carriers we didn't have any progressive passes we didn't have any players to relieve the pressure that that was coming from trincao that was coming from neves machinio and especially triore um, and it was very difficult for us to get out in that, in the second part of that first half, really, um, which is interesting because you know we went with the same team in there, especially that midfield, Hoybier, um, Delhi, and Skip. And I mean that sort of game, you know, I know, I know it's probably sounding like a broken record, but mm-hmm. we need someone to run with the ball. We need someone to help us pass through any kind of sustained pressure that Wolves um, were applying to us. You know, um, I'm not going to name who we who because we all know the kind of players that we we needed in that score that Molyneux last season as well. You know, and but I mean, I, I like to be honest with you, the one thing I do like about the way that we, I think we do look better defensively. We do look in terms of structurally. I think we are set up now better for um, defending these type of games. Um, I also believe we've got a bit more, it looks like we have a bit more of a steal when we're defending. Um, Albeit it's still with, you know, Sanchez and and Dyer and and all the other other cats that might be there. But uh, it's it's difficult, these type of games. Wolves away is always going to be a funny one. You know what what they're about. Um, But uh, the one thing that just worried me in that game was one or two things actually the amount of shots that we had we had to basically sustain and the ability to just keep the ball because sometimes you know keeping the ball even in these games you might not have any you might not have the ability to score create but actually keeping the ball takes the sting out of any attack or any press that they might have just to just to relieve the pressure and we didn't even have that every time it was just kick it up long Try and find the channel, mm-hmm. and nothing was really, nothing was really sticking, you know, and that forces the team to go deeper and deeper and deeper, um, and then we were losing one-on-one battles, as you said. Trincao 
was having a field day against Regulon. Tanganga, who was awesome the week before, was getting packed in by Traore. So it's just like <laughs> he was. I felt like he recovered second half. I don't know if Adama Traore gassed out or you know uh, Tanga. We just did a better job of boxing him in and not isolating, uh, getting uh, Tanganga isolated. But yeah, uh, what you were saying about us keeping the ball is one hundred percent, one thousand percent correct. There was, there was a situation. I think it was at the start of the second half, even, and we literally gave the ball away on the edge of our own box about three or four times in a row, just trying to force it out. Like there was easy options on, mm-hmm. and we were just trying to force it out. Or there was what I think one of those occasions, Delhi just tried a nutmeg. Um, he did too many. I don't know why, because he was actually very. Um, he showed a few of his press resistance um, abilities against City, but against Wolves, he just felt like, "Are oh, you Wolves? You're just going to try and get nutmegged on and dunked yeah. on." And it, it, I don't think it even came off once. Um, but yeah, there was a situation where he gave it away that many times in a row. Then Semedo ended up having a shot, thankfully, which went high and wide. But against a better team, boy, like we're just going to end up conceding. Um, higher quality chances i would say for fun like obviously we're gonna keep on conceding about 20 shots a game if we do play like that but apart from the triore one-on-one um i didn't feel like they had any other kind of good shots the only thing i would say like there was a lot of shades of Mourinho as well but i think there's now a higher emphasis and intensity on covering space and there's a lot of runners we're nowhere near as passive as we were under Mourinho there's much more emphasis on not not waiting for mistakes we're going to actually challenge the team we're going to try and get stuck in and cut off passing lanes and force mistakes rather than just hope and pray that you know they end up just making a mistake out of just poor quality but Mm. yeah like it's it's a scary thing if we end up continuing to play that way. I feel like we need to develop or if just at least just keeping the ball that little bit better just to try and take the sting out of it. Yeah, we do. Because we got the players, man. We got we the have, players. We have, got, we have got the players. This is it, you see. But I always keep saying it's about how we repurpose some of the players that we have. Like, the tools, I think, are there. But it's how these guys are, are coached and told to play that makes a difference. Like, I mean... Uh, do we have better midfielders than Martinho Neves? Yes. Are they? Is their application better than our application? Their application is hundred percent better than our application. You know, like in that sort of a game. I mean, yeah, you you are going to need a Hoybier. You are going to need a Winks, uh, uh, a skip. But you could. You're also going to want to keep the ball. You know, you're playing away from home against a team. It's their first home game. You know, you're going to be under the cosh you want to be able to not kick them on the break because that's not really sustainable at this point. You want to be able to hold the ball a little bit, have a bit more of a game plan. I mean, when Kane come on, we looked better. Mm. I, thought I was going to get on to that, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Kane looked relatively sharp, but I yeah. think he, he looks better for it because I feel like Son was playing at about 50%. Like he had a poor game yeah. and he, he apparently had, had that injury in the warm up because we saw um, with uh, how we linked up with Bergfine, like there was, there was a bit there, but for the, for the most part, like the ball wouldn't stick to him whatsoever, even though he was in space. Yeah. 
like he didn't necessarily need to try hard to hold it up. It just wouldn't no. stick to him. He just didn't look sharp. And then Kane come on. He wasn't a hundred percent for sure, but he wasn't carrying any niggling injuries. So I think we looked better for that. Um, and then there was another player I wanted to talk on as well because he's constantly getting bashed and um, the lights are on him strongly, especially after last season. And uh, that's Stephen Bergvine. Like I was, I was happy to see him subbed off at the start of the second half, but I felt like he grew into the game. Actually, it ended up being a huge part, uh, the main part in all of our attacking situations in the mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, how would you rate his performance overall? I thought, was, I thought he was quite good. I feel like this role that he's being given by Nuno is the role that I think he should always have. He should always have played at Spurs, um, mm. in the sense that, like, okay, I know that he's not a, he's not a massive stat stat merchant. Um, he's not going to give you hundreds of goals and hundreds of assists. But there's a couple of things about his game that I do like and I think is very vital to the way Nuno attacks anyway. very good. I think he's a very good ball carrier. Um, he does a lot of the hard yards with the ball. Might not create things automatically from it, but he does get us up the pitch. Um, I've always liked his ability on the half turn. I feel like he's very good at protecting the ball and then all, almost starting a counter or starting some sort of attack. Um, he has got bits of quality, like he had, does have skill. Like, look at this the the chance that he set up for Kane. He predominantly mm. that chance for out of nothing for himself when it looked like it was it was it was gone. Um, I feel like he is he looks a better player. He looks definitely more confident than he did last season. Um, even like tonight as well. I know he only played twenty minutes and it was against Pacos, whatever it, whatever it was. But again, he come on. You know, he dribbled a lot. He ran at defenders. He looked more confident than he was. So uh, I'm kind of happy with how he's playing. I know people want a bit more from him. And yeah, absolutely, I do. I, I do expect more from him. Um, for the fee that we paid and the hype that came with him, yes. But I feel like he is playing more of a role that we kind of expected him, that I've kind of expected him to, to now be playing. So hopefully that comes with, you know, um, more goals and more assists and more sustained performances. Like, I'm hoping this weekend that that's the kind of game that he's going to really try and just go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like he looks a lot more explosive, at least this season. Like You didn't really get that impression from last season that he could really explode like we've seen him. Like, not even just that situation where he was on the touchline and he just did a little ball roll to take two people out of the game yeah. to create the chance for Kane. Like you said, that there was that goal kick from um, Loris, which he was like five yards in front of the last defender he managed to get ahead of them by mm-hmm. and uh managed to fashion a chance up for himself and then managed to get back on the ball and then created a really good chance for Sun which got blocked as well. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did as well. That, that was a great chance. He again another one where he's carried the ball for hard yards and created out of nothing really. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So yeah, I mean on another day he would have maybe at least got an assist, if not a goal. But you know, it's uh, it's definitely a good performance for him to build on, I feel like, with uh, with Watford coming up next. Like that's what you'd consider to be favourable opposition. Like with his minutes against Passos, you'd expect him to start that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um whether we see a kind of Bergvine like with obviously Kane coming into the team now, it could disrupt it if Sun is still fit. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Whether Nuno will go with Mora or Bergwijn as to complete that front three, will it remains to be seen. But yeah, I feel like based off the minutes against Passos, I'd expect Bergwijn to start. And who knows, hopefully he can get that goal, which um, can kickstart this season off for him. Yeah. And, um, man, like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say he definitely made a bit more of a statement himself than Delhi, who um, who got man of the match. I can see why. Like, he was, he's got the decisive goal, won the decisive penalty. But, yeah, for me, my man of the match was Bergwijn. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, that was just... Uh, just another trip to the W Hotel. Like, we don't need to watch that. Um, Tanganga, you'll recover well, brother. Don't you worry. Um, I mean, most most people most people recover from a, um, an absolute poem from Adama Traore. And you know what they say: eh? if you can't beat him, join him. Eh? <laughs> and that is the perfect segue because uh, moving on from that, it's now kind of the last week of the transfer window now. And Fabio Paratici is going to be on his phone more than ever. He's going to be walking around with those man bags with charging bars in his pocket like no, he's on road. Whatever he's cooking is lukewarm, brother. It is lukewarm. It feels warm. It feels warm. And uh, with the Dharma Traore being heavily rumoured, I think there's been um, things coming out today like oh, there's been like a bid rejected and Wolves aren't planning to sell him. But it seems like we're heavily interested in him. So... Uh, for the long and short of it, are you having the uh, the baby old body builder? <laughs> that's that's Winx's job, mate. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting muted. <laughs> if you weren't the other, per- the only other person on this podcast, I would have kicked you there and then. <laughs> oh man, uh, am I taking Adama Traore, man? On the face of it, because I feel like people. Like, it's funny. On the face of it, when you watch him, the guy is a machine in the sense that his ability to dribble, to do it at pace, to beat players, to draw players away from from other players, like, you think, okay, this guy has tools. But then if you're also, you know, thinking about how football is looked at these days and it's looked out from a stats perspective and his numbers don't really fill me with confidence... Could they improve in a better team? Absolutely. Have I seen enough of him in the Premier League to be he would be an improvement on what we have? I'd probably say yeah. And I feel like the style of play that Nuno wants to impose on our attacking players, i.e. not so much Kane and Son, because I feel like they're out on their own, but the Lucases, the Bergerins, he's kind of the player that you would think, okay, Nuno would see him being able to create high volume, to be able to relieve pressure as an outlet in terms of a winger. But, I mean, at this point, 40 million for Adama Chorriore. Uh, I think, if I'm honest... Prem tax. If it's a no from me, it's a no from me. But I I can imagine um, they're probably looking at him thinking, okay, 
we've lost Nuno. We've lost, you know, um, Neto for some time. Um, Jimenez is still getting back to his his feet. Let's not try and, you know, compound the pain and lose um, one of our better sort of players, even if we put a, a, a Fugazi £40 million price on him, you know, because if you're paying £40 million, what are you paying for? Like, tell me, what are you paying for? You're paying £40 million for Adama. You're paying for hope. <laughs> you're literally <laughs> just paying for hope. Um, but I can't lie, like, obviously with... Um... Because we need a forward, we need a centre forward slash striker, and yeah. like over the past few weeks, like all of our targets have either signed new contracts or signed for someone else. Yeah. And personally, even though it's a bit of a, it's a huge gamble, not a bit of a gamble, it's a huge gamble. I would have him if we're playing him centrally. If we're playing him as a centre forward or a striker, yeah, he can do up uh, an Antonio maybe, but. That's yeah, he, no, he can't even Does he not remind you of a young raw Bale? Does he not remind you of a young raw Gareth Bale? I mean, he's not even that young, so he should have refined his minerals a lot better by now. But shout out to uh, shout out to Ohio, does he, right? Does he not? Shout out to Ohio. This Adamadon looks more adept to being on a rugby pitch than he looks to being on a football pitch. At this point, I've not seen enough for me to be like, yes, let's slap 40 M's on him. I mean... Are you trying honest, to say he has CTE? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just can't see it. I just don't see why we would be the club. I mean, the way I look at it as well is that, like, why is no one else in for it? Why do we have to be that dumb club? Because our, our, our manager used to have him... Uh... And as well, uh, you know, we, we got money, apparently. So, yeah, CTE, Traore, come on down. It's, it's not even, listen, right now, that's not even the priority that we need. I, I don't want, I do not want CTE. <laughs> 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 I don't want it. Please, no, I'm closing my eyes. I'm, no, it's a no from me, mate. It's a no from me. Come on, you're an NHS worker. You could work some magic on him, maybe. Oh, man. Like, I know it's not your field of expertise, but... I've seen, I've seen more pictures of that guy oiled up than I've seen him of him celebrating. Gold <laughs> oh fuck hell! <laughs> so I'm good, man. I, I'm, it's a hard no from me, man. Honestly, no. That is actually a funny. Um, just to summarise him, that was his first take on on the Tanganga in the game, and he uh, dropped the shoulder, came into the box with ease, and under no pressure, really, just blasted the shot high and wide. Honestly, I don't know how he didn't at least get it on target. Like, <laughs> basis of football, if you're shot in, like, if your shot's kind of out of whack, and like, you just hit it as hard as you can on target yeah. and hope for the best. But yeah, that was that was crazy. But you know, I I kind of try out of hope. Pardon me again, out of hope. Um, hopefully that burp wasn't picked up on the mic. That was very rude. But the the season before last, um, nineteen twenty, he. With him and that has had what looked like genuinely a very very good season. Mm-hmm. So if he can, I think he was playing centrally that season as well. So if he can replicate that for us with better players, like playing with Kane and Son as well, he could be really effective for us in my opinion. But again, like it's only annoying in the sense that we could have signed this striker, that striker, that forward, but we've just been distracted by this Kane situation to the point where this is our only option almost 
pretty much. I mean, I, I think the, I'm I'm skulking at the, at the price tag as well, man. I mean, What's forty million these days, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's not really much, is it? But uh, forty million for a player who might perform well. No, you no. can't even afford a centre back at Brighton for that much. Nah, like forty million is nothing. <laughs> nothing true, at man. all. Absolutely true. We've got we've got other areas in the team that need prioritising. Come on, man. Come on. That's true. Uh, that's Listen, true. Uh, there's a. Uh... Okay, go go go. Go is it? Go get. I can't, why can't I read that? Even is better? No, Podence, Is that what you I were going to read it? Podence is decent. I'd even say Neto. Why are we looking at Neto? Neto's a good... Like, imagine having Neto on the right side. On the, of, of that would be so good. Neto's Another so winger. Good. Oh. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> but yeah, there are other priorities, aren't there? So you're right. Even though we do, do desperately need a striker, we also desperately need a centre-back. We also need potentially a right back. Uh, um, we don't know what's going on with Aurier at the moment. Um, we look like we're in the market for centre midfielders. But there's been interest in Winston McKenney. There's been interest in Frank Kesse, apparently. There's been interest in a host of others. Um, apparently, Hasim Awaz was offered to us and we've yeah. decided no at the moment. Yeah, but it's something to look out for because apparently Paratici loves him, um, and uh, I guess that still uh, answers the question on, on Neto and Besser Jigs as he's injured until December. I completely forgot how how yeah. badly he got injured at, yeah, at the end of last fun. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Um, and yeah, we did have a confirmed signing. Um, oh yes, we did. It's yesterday in the Papamata Sar. Um, looks like a very, very good prospect, yeah. and um, selfishly, with Sissoko looking like he's going to Watford, as per Fabrizio Romano, um, the Italian goat, then um, if Sissoko does go to Watford, I would have liked uh, Sar to take his place in the squad selfishly because yeah. I felt like he would have genuinely got a fair few minutes, but mm-hmm. yeah, his development will be better uh, served at Mets, I think. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he'll be a good one for the future. Yeah, man. Let him cook. Let him cook, man. We'll we'll take him up when he's ready to come out the oven, man. Let him cook, man. But, yeah. Uh, the other news, obviously, <clears throat> as I just mentioned, Sissoko looking like he goes to Watford. That would be a great move for him. Finally! Um, finally! Hopefully he doesn't get registered before we actually play them and he just turns out against us. Um. Get the deadwood out, man. It's like chipping away at this deadwood, man. Get it all out, man. It's all rotting now. It's all just chilling in, in the stadium, in the training ground, rotting. Get all this deadwood out, man. Need this it's gone. about time. It's about time. He may as well just join them. Even if Watford offer him like half his wages, you know, we'll, I'm happy for us to supplement the wages if uh, we get him off and out the squad. Because um, at this point, yeah, like you say, it's pretty much deadwood. Um, man, who else have we actually been rumored with? Um, Frank Kesse, yeah, would be incredible. I think, um, would, I think he would be an excellent addition. Um, like, I've watched quite a so few good. of the Europa League games that AC Milan were in last season. Um, he always looked to me as someone that was impressive. Um, his performance at Old Trafford was insane. 
It was very good as well. I know. I know they got packed in a little bit. That was the Europa League, but yeah, that was right. uh, no, like, such I mean, a good performance. You know, looking at his age, looking at the profile player, um, his goal outlet, um, his like his key attributes. You know what makes him the player he is, and also the ability to possibly get him at this moment where he's you know having contract negotiations um, because of the time that's left in his contract. I mean. That's the kind of tenacious, robust, like technician we need. That would be a perfect addition into that midfield. And whilst I'm big on Skip, I can't maintain that Skip needs to be eased in. And at the moment, he's being forced to play because literally there are no better options. But someone like Hikesi, someone like a Western Western McKinney, these are kind of players who. You look at them and on the, on the profile, they suit the kind of midfield that, that Nuno wants to play. He wants them to be high pressers, robust in the tackle, but also have the ability to be technicians. Very similar to what Moutinho does, very similar to what Neves does. These are kind of players who I think are perfect for the kind of midfield that we want to play. And Touchwoods, I mean, we if we, if we can ever get Ndombele back in that midfield... That again allows someone like a Ndombele mm. to be free of the kind of defensive constraints that maybe they were requesting him, and allow. And him I to think he'll him. stay. I yeah. think Tangi will stay. Yeah, it's one of those things, really. But that, that's the kind of that's the kind of signing that you think. Okay, you have him alongside Hoybier. You have players who can get up and down the pitch, who are very good defensively, and can get the ball forward as technicians as well. Absolutely. But I mean, for us to be able to do that. Oh, I don't know. I was reading as well that, like, I think it might be used as a ploy to get him like a better deal for his contract negotiation. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's twenty-four years. I think old. that that is probably true. To be honest, yeah. Um, I mean, to be able to get him would be amazing. I, I've always liked him. Um, I did say that we would again. You'd sign him and you'd lose him in January for like a month for the African Nations. But I mean, he's such a. He's quite a highly rated player, I think. You know, I think last season he scored seventeen goals. I mean, I know he's, I know he's there. He was AC's main mm. penalty taker, but seventeen goals um, in a fifty-game season. I mean, again, you know, how many, how many midfielders are we getting playing fifty games in a season? Like, it's just, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, man. he played, he played most of the minutes as well. You know, he's, like, he's so thought of. Like that, that team that uh, AC Milan fielded at, um, at Old Trafford, he was pretty mm-hmm. much like one of. What like three first team players? They put out some dead team, and Kesse just still boss the whole the whole game. So yeah, man. So it's a funny old one. Um, bit, a bit. And Goji is saying, um, why don't we go for Westbrook's Pereira before he went to Qatar? Yeah, he's a very good um, well, technician yeah. and a good do uh, good double specialist, like you say. But you know that that Qatar knock is a bit different. Like it's, they've it's, got it's, the fucking bag. Yeah. I they they yeah, threw the bag at him. Realize, but... Like you know, he's still young. I mean, I like I like him as a player. I've always liked him, but I mean, at this point, he's probably looking at us thinking, "How can I feed the family? How can I make sure that my uh, my family are set?" So yeah, um, you really, you haven't got to be part of this mess. You can always come back. Many players have come back from that from that sort of Qatar pull, um, as you as you may as you may say it. So. Um, he's also a kind of player that I've also think oh, he's he's good, but again unproven at this level. Um, mm. Having one real season in the Premier League, and 
Um, I feel like we should be putting money on the table for players who we who we look to be proven at this level. Hink, Wink, Eves, Basuma. Um, you know, mm, you know it'd be great. Players who have clearly shown that at this level that they can perform, um, that they, they can offer different types of attributes to the midfield. Because and I, I said it already, man, but like that's what our midfield is missing at the moment. This kind of ingenuity, players who are progressive or players who are confident in like carrying the ball in midfield. You know, I, I'm not really getting that from Lachelso. And Dombele's not really getting minutes. Sissoko isn't the Sissoko he once was. So then it almost looks like we're just missing a little bit. I'll tell you what we're missing. We're missing that like physicality in that midfield. Players mm. who are like quite like tenacious and like they're, they're good technically, but in the sense that they don't offer enough in that midfield to protect. Like the other, the other guys, what players? I think this is why Nuno's put a good emphasis on making sure you get those KMs in. Like you this know? is that that's the one thing I felt like Delhi did well against Wolves. Like he did run it. He was tenacious. He did, he like did. fair play, but we need the quality as well. And if you look at people like again the players like we just mentioned, the Frank Kessies and the Western McKinneys, these you can tell these are clearly type of players, the type of profile of player. That Nuno wants in in that midfield, you know, if it is true that these players are linked, um, and obviously Hussam Uar, I mean, I can imagine that's someone because he's what is going on with him because he didn't really play that many games towards the end of last season, and he's available for the twenty million euros or something, and nobody wants him. It's crazy because like, he I seems like, like a very talented player. I don't know. I feel like they're trying to shoehorn him out for some reason. I'm, I'm not really sure why. Um, I'm not going to speak on any of this attitude rubbish, I don't know, but it feels like he doesn't really get on because it's not the first time that he's been told oh, you know, pretty much if we get a decent offer for you, you can pretty much go. But then again, this is a player who is kind of young, I think 23 or 24. Um, I mean, he's played at a decent level um, for Lyon and in the Champions League and he's represented France, but I mean, how much do we really know about him? Do his numbers stand stand up to the test that would be the Premier League. I mean, I'm only really seeing it as a positive because he's French, get him in for Lloris, get him for Ndombele. And that's probably why they're looking at it as maybe not a priority. But it's funny because I feel like he's like a he's a, he's an eight slash ten. Um and we need a ten. Uh, I mean, so they're probably thinking, okay, that's something that if we can maybe sort out last minute and drive that price down even more maybe maybe we can do that as well, you know? Fair play. There was um, uh, Fabrizio just tweeted as well that uh, we've, pre we've received an approach from Lille for Sir Jorier as well. So that would be, um, if that oh, actually happens, that would be a good move for him. Oh, uh, and I, I don't think it's an offer. The dead house. <laughs> I'm literally digging. But out, it's a good move for him. He gets to go back to, to France with the to be nearer to his family. So, yeah, if that happens, then fair play. But I'd hope we actually replace him with um, a very, very good right-back at least um, because, you know, I'm I'm not trying to see Doherty play that many minutes now, especially as he looks like we're playing a back four. I just don't think he's suited. Uh, Tanganga may need a bit of help. Maybe Tommy Yasu will end up coming in if uh, yeah, Aurier goes. That potentially last minute. Like, I'll tell you what, though, like Owen, I mean, you know, you watch players on TV and you know what they're about. 
and then you watch them live and you're just reminded of their like inability to play man it's just so limited at right back and like you watch his mm. game and you watch Tanganga's games and they're just different different completely different I just uh, I'm not really sure where, we, where we're going with him because he almost looks like he's actually getting his confidence back but he's not very good he's not very good technically and it often shows as well like um, one thing I like about Tanganga is that whilst he's very good defensively as a fullback he kind of he uses his mind in the sense that he creates positions and creates opportunities for himself to open yeah. the team. Whereas, Positionally, he's great. You know, whereas great ball carrier. Like Doherty, yeah. there's times when he's just like, he's stuck in a corner and you're thinking, bro, you're stuck in that corner, use your body, open up, bring the ball back inside or try to take the man on or do something different. And he does exactly what he's expected to do. And it's easy to, it's easy to predict, it's easy to defend against. And often as well, that comes with a mistake, puts us under pressure, and all of a sudden, we're we're on the back foot. So, uh, I mean, it's disappointing really because I, I don't really want to speak any more on him. But I mean, if we can get Tommy Asu, who can obviously play possibly right back and centre back um, to cover with Tanganga and centre back as well. I mean, why the hell not? I'm not sure if we can. Get I think him. yeah, Tommy Asu makes a lot of sense because we definitely need a centre back as well. Yeah. Like obviously, we've just seen uh, one of our rumored targets uh kurt zuma go yeah. to west ham for 25 million like were you not having him oh man it's, it's frustrating man i watched west ham on monday um and honestly they look good i hate saying it they did look good but the one thing that did mm. i was like they looked a bit funny i think craig dawson's good but if they had an improvement alongside um Ogbonna, and lo and behold um it's thursday now and they're about to sign kurt zuma i'm having zuma man i I'm having Zuma Same. because I feel he's the type of profile of defender that I think would suit us. And the reason I say this is because, and I've mentioned this before, I feel like with okay, with Romero, we have a very front-footed attacking, oh no, a front-footed aggressive centre-back. And I feel like someone like... Played Zuma, well tonight too. He did play well tonight and, you know, I was really impressed how aggressive he was in terms of winning first headers, blocks, um, things that we used to complain about Dyer not doing, he did very well today. So I'm, I'm happy how he looks. But one thing that always gets me is that because he's so aggressive, there's times where if you have a decent player, it draws him in. And if he gets around him, then it looks like we're open a bit. And with Zuma, while Zuma's like, they say, oh, yeah, he's a bit suspect. He can make mistakes. He's extremely athletic. You know he can fill in and cover with his athleticism. Yeah, and I feel like he'd be a great cover for cover. Romero. He Let Romero be. do the roaming and then you, know? you could be the more reserved centre-back. I feel Absolutely. like that would suit. Well, you know? that would have suited us quite well. But and as, as long of course, as you we didn't take him, it up. As long as you don't play him on the left side of that centre-back, because I've seen him played on that left side of that centre-back and he doesn't look good. But, I mean, for his age, his experience level... Um, experience in the Premier League, I think, is important. League, you know, it's ideal for a centre-back for us, I think. But I think, I, I think I don't know, I wouldn't say we've missed the trick, but I feel like there's no reason why we couldn't have been sniffing around on that. Like, in the, in the scheme of things, centre-backs that are of good quality are going to cost you a, a fair whack. So, to get him 
under 30 million, I think West Ham have done quite well there. I don't know. Um, yeah. At this point, who are we looking at? Because are we going? No, what about Lewis Dunk? Nah. Could nah. be a better Brighton defender than other people's, uh, than other signings. Lewis Could Dunk. at the back. Okay on the ball. Probably slow as hell, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd have him. I don't think we're interested in whatsoever, but I just thought I'd throw his name in there because it's not a very sexy name. But it's I, I want I want us to sign someone with prem experience. That's it, isn't it? I think I think this is the big thing now. We can't really go into a new season with two centre backs who are completely not in the um, not have Premiership experience, like in a, a large a large or a vast amount. Which is why I feel like. Oh, Zoomers, I think we've missed the trick there a little bit. But, I mean, for all we know, we have to wait and see how he gets on. Because um, after that, I'm really looking who else is there really that we can we can work um, unless we go just happily go in season with either Dyer or Sanchez, which ugh, at this point, I mean, it's a, we feel like a broken record with those two, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is what I mean. Uh, I feel like you actually improve our starting eleven, even though I've got to say, Pierre and Sanchez, despite the fullbacks getting quite isolated and being quite often, actually held they, their own really well against they Wolves. Quite well on on, uh, on Sunday against Wolves, they did. They, they played, did. yeah, they played like their positions on the threat, which is they good did. to see because it is on the threat, and hopefully we will get someone in that can actually come in. But yeah, like me, I, I think it's just probably going to end up being Tommy Arsu, to be honest, because I don't think there's anyone else that we're really looking that we're interested in or you know, or like certain players may not even be attainable. Yeah. I mean, why, why, I don't, why is that uh, talk on Maxon's, Maxon's Lacroix, why is that quieting down? I don't know. I'd love Lacroix. I would love him. The true yeah. Mbappe of centre-backs by the looks of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a shame. We're, if, we're really, if we're really saying it, right, because you know what you're saying about we want centre-backs in the Premier League who could improve us, that would be willing to leave to come to Tottenham. I mean, who really is there? Like, like I look at someone like Konza. I think he's not bad. Um, well, we still have Joe Rodon to come back uh, from injury, so, so hopefully he can be a boost. But again, like we know the club are... Like, if we go off the last few months, we actually can see that the club are listening to fans quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they, they seem like they're actually trying to keep in touch. So if we uh, try and start a new Spurs order campaign f- to bring Lacroix, definitely wouldn't be against that. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a great signing, you know. Um, Hopefully that can uh, wake up Snitching and Co to to get on <laughs> it. I feel like that was more of a Snitching recommendation than a Palatigi. But... Palatigi one, yeah. It's true, you're probably right. Yeah, hopefully. To summarise then, Obviously, we, we know what positions we need covered and ideally, yeah. obviously, right-backs in the back and probably a forward. Yeah. How yeah. many signings do you think we'll have this time on Tuesday? I think that's when the window shuts. Yeah. So, by the time the window shuts, I'm hoping to see three um, more. I think we'll have, we'll have three. Three more in, a couple more out. Yeah. I think we have a couple more out. We have... Um, Centre back, a right back, and we have a ten creative type of 
Okay. So we'd say uh, maybe a Hasim over an Adama Traore. Yes, because I, I feel think that would be. Like he likes to cool. trust Kane. He almost seems to use Son as that second man, and he seems to he seems to like everything that is behind Dane Scarlett. So I feel like that would be his third. Um, Him and Tangi could cook quite well together as well. So um, give Pep some more nightmares. I mean, like I would like to see if we are going to lose Suzuka, I would like to see us by one of these midfielders that we're talking about, you know, the McKennies or, or a Kessie or something like this. But I feel like these are things that could be last minute. But 100%, we need another right back and another centre back, without a doubt. A minimum has to be two, because we need players to improve. I know people say it's mad, but you need to improve the first 11. We can't go into this new season with just one new player improving the team. We have to go... Facts. With facts, facts, facts. Have to go with another centre centre back at the bare minimum, and then if you want to maybe think about a last minute deal for a ten or a striker that might come available, then you know go for it. But we we have to put ourselves in a better position, man, um, to to perform defensively better than we have done, man. We, we can, like we concede lots of chances, concede lots of goals last season, and I feel like. Even if we conceded like a third less of what we conceded last year, we're, we're at a better place than where we were, you know, like way One hundred, because now it's confirmed that we've we've actually got the best strike partnership in the league. If yeah. we're going off last season now, that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. If we can facilitate them and defend well enough, then mm-hmm. you know there's no reason why we can't definitely make a huge push if not finishing the top four. Minimum, Absolutely. obviously, do well in the cup competitions as well. I think we'll probably sign. Well, we'll definitely look to sign a centre back, a centre midfielder, and a forward. Um, but that's just going off kind of the stronger rumours um, on Twitter and Fabrizio Romano and Co at the moment. But yeah, man, um, we'll segue on to the last part of the podcast. We got the game against Watford on the weekends. Yeah, bro. Um, like I'm quite confident going into it. I can't remember if it's a home or away game, but who would you uh, like home. to see come in, or would you would you keep the side unchanged? Um, let's go Gita again. Shouts go Gita as well. By the way, if you're a, if you're a regular listener, don't worry. We've got Dragon Ball references for days. <laughs> um, um <laughs> do I change the side? Oh. That's a funny one because at uh, Watford, I feel like uh, uh, Watford at home, we are we are going to be we are going to be better than them, so we will have to go for it. Um, I think he starts with the same team, although I would like to start seeing Romero in the starting eleven. But I mean, if we haven't conceded in the league so far, it's a bit harsh to then break up that that defence for now, um, especially at home. I think a lot of people will want to see Romero. Um, mm. But having played 90 minutes today, um, I feel like maybe he will also keep him fresh um, and maybe think about the, the following game to start him in. Um, so I think we start with the same team. Um, but I also think Kane comes in this time. Um, yeah, 100%. I think he goes with Kane, Son, and Lucas, um, and pretty much the same midfield, which I envisage. I watched. 
I watched I watched Watford on, on was it on Monday or whatever it was. Oh, Sunday. Oh, they weren't very good. Saturday Saturday evening, that was it. Yeah, against Brighton. XGFC, your man. Um, Potable. Potable. Uh, they weren't very good, very sloppy. Um, defensively, I mean, they've got a defence of Cabasele and... Uh, what's the other fellow that they've got back there? I can't remember his name, but they, they didn't really look great. And, you know, they were bringing on Dini... Um, Cleverly at the base of that midfielder, you know Ismail Saar is a good player, but I feel like we'll have enough to, to be able to beat them, man. We have enough to beat them, especially at home. Confidence of winning midweek, confidence of winning last week, and our first home game, which I think this game is also sold out as well. So the team is going to have the whole stadium behind them. Um, there's no reason, and I think it's Sunday as well. It's a Sunday game as well, so there's no reason why. Um, mm-hmm. We can't get the result, definitely. Like I'm I'm gonna predict that one to be a a two or three nil, I'd say. Yeah, I think we should win comfortably. Like I think the only change I'd make is obviously Kane coming in. I think we'll I think we should start Bergwijn, but I think we're gonna start Lucas and yeah, midfield unchanged from, from Wolves. And um, I would like to see Romero come in. I'm just not sure if he'll come in this soon. But, you know, if we're going to pay big money for a player like this, we may as well get him in right away, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was just me. I think if anyone's going to come out, it would be Sanchez, which would be a little bit harsh because I felt like he had a very good game against Wolves in the end. Um, but, yeah, it, I think he has to come in. I mean, he I, he probably does. But then also, you know, there's lots of... There's been lots of signings who have kind of been taking their time. Sancho's taken his time to come in. Um, I suppose uh, uh, Lukaku has been put straight in. Um, so I, th- I think maybe just giving, I think maybe giving him time to adjust to the football club, adjust um, with his English, understanding all the other players, um, watching as well. Like we've, I think people would underestimate the the power of watching the game and seeing what English football is like because it's, it's, I think it's very quick, very different to what he's probably used to um, from uh, playing in Italy. Um, mm. But at this point, I mean, he's doing all the right things after what was a very difficult uh, first game. Um, he, I thought he, he, he thought performed ad- adequately um, tonight. I thought he was quite good. And the one thing that I really liked about his his game tonight was just his ability to win a lot of the first balls, a lot of the first heads, a lot of the first challenges um, with his aggressive nature and his ability to even pass the ball out and try and feed um, guys in the in the middle th- in the middle third or the uh, the attacking third as well. So I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Um, I feel like he's, mm. a, he's a great little player for us. Um, I feel like there's definitely more to come. So just just you know we can't really rush it at this point, man. Okay, okay. It's a good opportunity for Delhi to build on uh, some of his earlier performances as well. Yeah. Like I know the propaganda from all kind of outlets Spurs. related to Spurs <laughs> has been ridiculous. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna read between the lines of the objective. Like he needs to be a lot better on the ball than he was against Wolves and uh, try and show some of his uh, creative quality against Wolves because I imagine we're gonna have quite a lot of sustained possession against them and you know if he can't be creative in in that kind of environment then i'd be very very worried and um but yeah that would be i don't want to see my number 10 
being praised for the amount of kilometers he's running the game. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Not into it, mate. That's what I mean. Like, I do appreciate he's definitely trusting his body again. Like, he yeah. doesn't seem as disheartened now as he was. He seems very motivated. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely a good place to build on, but again, but we need to see your quality on the ball, sir. And, um, you know, you showed it in the first 10 minutes against Wolves. We'll see a bit more. Yeah. We know you got it. Um, <laughs> Ravi B. Carry, I'm going to have to block you. Um, <laughs> I suppose the top six team. Yeah, yes, sure. definitely. Yeah. We're a top six team. Um, Ask Florentino Perez. I don't think people should be washed. He gets it. By, they shouldn't be washed by Everton. Um, sorry, West Ham. Um, they had one very good season. And whilst they look good, um, you have to always remember they have they're now having to play some European games so that will really test their squad not just their first 11 um, you're starting to, to now see a little bit of the cracks um, although Leicester have a very good squad another team who are going to have to contend with playing regular European football and having to perform at a high level because people now know that they're better teams um, I feel Tottenham definitely are in and around I've always said that we needed a few changes um, and we're, I think we're, like, we're making some of them, but whether or not we are a top six team, I think we are. I think um, looking at... Hmm. I, I think people also are underestimating the importance of us keeping Kane. Um, I know people might say, well, he was always your player. Yes, mm. but by us keeping him, it actually changes. The, or I think it kind of helps the direction in which our season goes. Um, Definitely. That, I think that helps us as well when negotiating for... In the negotiations for... A, buying players as well it's just like okay this is what we're looking to do yeah. we've just ended up getting Kane to commit to us for till at least another couple of months because obviously we've got this January window but I really doubt he's going to leave there so you could turn around and say okay he's staying this season and potentially signing a new contract and you know we're looking to build on that and I'll tell you what Ravi you know, come back again in one of our streams after a transfer window and then ask you know maybe a more a more ambitious question. So maybe top <laughs> top four team. I hope I see you again because you're you're a cheeky cheeky man. But it's yeah, gonna, uh, I think we'll end it on gonna that. It's going to be tough. Like I feel like it's going to be the top four guys, and then it's going to be the next four who are kind of best, the best of the rest. And I feel like in the scheme of things, I think we are best placed to be the best of the rest, um, whether or not. Mm. Very much, very much to see, but I'm, I'm certainly uh, not counting us out. Definitely not. Nor am I. I guess that wraps up that uh, this evening's pod. Uh, again, thank you, Tops, for joining me on the late one. Um, obviously, yeah. our first pod since the the live pod came out, which we were well represented. And if you haven't listened to that yet, honestly, it's so it's so so good. Very very. But we had Ohio asking provocative questions and lightly plugging the pod. So shout out to Ohio. Sai got plenty of bowels for his question. And, of course, Tobes being Tobes, he held it down as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, catch us um, in the Discord as well. I should be available for the Watford game to yeah. try and stick my neck out. If uh, if we don't end up being put up in the W Hotel again, then um, I'll try and be there to to take as much of the flack as possible as... Um, well, as may some of the other cast members who knows uh, well, yeah, it's a big big dub this weekend we're fine man we're, we're good <laughs> we just we're chill good. Good, bro. We're good. 
But yeah, man. Um, again, check out our streams again on the Thursday evenings. And um, pod released like a higher said in the live pod on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Like, share, again, subscribe, follow the Touchline Frackers boys and all the rest of the other pods. Um, putting out amazing content. And join the Discord. People don't realise, like, it's such a good laugh listening to the Discord with the boys. Um, mm. The in-club banter, um, especially with this interesting Ronaldo news, wink, wink. Um, the Discord is definitely... Someone's legend. Definitely going to be popping off. So um, do your best to join that and get onto all the Touchline Frackers content because the boys are putting out A1 content every single week. And we're the baby of the group as well. Like we're only about a year old. So yeah, any support greatly appreciated. Even if it's coming at us and uh, drinking our tears, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, again, like special shout outs to Jay Spurs, Gogeta, and Ravi as well. Uh, in the comments on the stream, big up. We'll see you again soon. And um, yeah, that's a wrap. Peace. Cheers for joining us all, and peace out. Tungay on Dumbele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.